When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is episode 14 of Quitters Never Give Up, the podcast about the Kevin and Bean creative universe. I'm Christopher Zales, and with me as always is listener Lindsay A. from her car, Jennifer Sunshine, and Edwin Buckshot Miller. On today's episode, we're going to do the podcast roundup. We're going to keep it 100, asshole. We're going to do the week that was 2010 and a preview of episode 15 with Ralph. But first, let's start today's episode with Lindsay Ye's Movie Vault featuring La Bamba. Take it away, Lindsay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so my very short review of La Bamba. So somehow in all of the fuss about La Bamba and me getting on the air, um, Edwin had found that there were some kind of promotional screenings of La Bamba, just like at random movie theaters. So I found one and went on a random Thursday. I was the only, I was the only one there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a little bit sad. Um, it's and not, that's amazing. It was like a little bit like, like, you know, that drop, she's so sad and lonely. Like it was a little bit sad, but yes, I saw the movie. I now understand the plot. Um, it was great. It wasn't as earth shattering as Allie may, may feel it is, but it was a good 2021 viewing of a, what year was the movie? Uh, 1983. Oh, so I, yeah, I hadn't even been born. 1986, I bet. Yeah. So it was, it was great and it was very enjoyable. And that is my review of La Bamba. So, um, now at least I know why I'm calling or why we're all calling to, to request this song, but I did feel a little hypocritical that I was, I was trying so hard for this this song that I really hadn't seen the movie of. So my apologies, Allie, if she's listening. That reminds me, you remember Allie said she had never seen The Godfather, right? And everyone gave her so much grief. Are there any famous movies that we haven't seen? I'm like Allie, I never saw The Godfather till like five years ago. I thought she was a James Bond person too that had never seen That's another one she never saw. Yeah. 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 Um, I, until I had kids, I never really watched any Disney movies. So Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, all of those Disney cartoons. I I was like, uh, I think like Bean where I didn't watch any animation really, Mm. uh, unless it was like the Simpsons on TV or something. Um, I've never seen the Godfather series either. I started to watch it once and it was just not into it. I feel like, I don't think I've seen The Godfather either, but I feel like recent movies are more what I haven't seen because I just, I don't, I don't have the attention span for movies anymore. (laughs) I have a TikTok brain. I am so glad to hear this because there are people that cannot go 30 seconds without bringing up The Godfather for some reason. So I thought (laughs) I was crazy. And then I finally watched it and I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm like, Allie, it's fine. But you tell that to people, they will pick a fight with you. Yes. Well, I think that's the thing too with movies. It's um, they do tend to be generational. So I didn't see Casablanca until mm, 
maybe 10 years ago. And it's a fine movie, but when people are like, that's the best movie ever. No, it's a fine movie. I'm not. I just think I was an old kid then because I saw Casablanca when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I saw Scarface when I was a kid. Godfather when I was a kid. At like, I'm, t- I'm talking like six, seven years old. Channel 5 used to play like classic movies on Saturdays and Sundays or oh, yeah. four Saturdays. You, you're a KTLA kid then. So listener Drew had brought up this, um, and I believe he had actually made this Afro line call where they're talking about a keep it 100. Hey, party people. So uh, who is the genius that just went ahead and dropped the asshole um, drop in the middle of Cage the Elephant song? Uh, halfway through the song, out of nowhere, you just go in here and hear the lady go, asshole. Professional. This is it, by the way. Listen. But we didn't hear it on the air because I had Dean's machine up and who knows what was going on. None of us knew that it happened until Dave walked in. He's like, did you guys just play a drop on the air? None of us knew. I uh, I accidentally hit the computer with my arm I or would something. say that's a challenge to make wow. it fit yeah. in at least once a day into some so that was one great Keep It 100 moment. And thanks again to listener Drew for bringing that up. The second one I have is the kind of famous Owl City incident. And I'm just going to play this without comment. Where does it say in the rules that we have to play Texter 100? Agree. I mean, that's can't how, we overrule? Wait, that's how it's set up. If right. you're Texter 100, we give you the opportunity to pick any song you want. But we can overrule, yeah, right? Yeah, nobody needs to know. We can keep it between us. <laughs> right. Just say that person was caller 99. Right. And is, then we'll go on and play a good song. That's isn't what I'm there, saying. Isn't there enough voter fraud going on in this country that like, contributing to it? I would like more. Just I would in, like a little more today. In this particular yes. instance, I would like to overrule. I would like well, to say caller 99 was uh, so close, but mm. Owl City is not what we're going to play. Let's find out what happens. It's time for Keep It 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. Keep it 100. who was looking for the rentals doing Friends of P. Yeah, let's do... No, you misread that. That's number 100. I'm looking looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, the rentals. Hit it, Steve. And texture 101 is uh, Ryan from Long Beach. Great uh, classic Smashing Pumpkin song, Drown, is what he was looking for, which is an all-time K-Rock classic. But only one person could be texture 100. (sighs) Texture 98, which is a real shame. Because this is Kimberly... Why and, is she not answering her phone? Because she's embarrassed by her pick, and it was a joke, and she doesn't want to talk about it. Is it a joke? It's got to be, Being right? A, if it's a joke, it gets disqualified. It's, first of all, Kimberly from Van Nuys is a fellow hoot, as I am. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what you call people who are Al City. That's not a thing. 
That's not yes, a we're thing. Hoots. Um, look, Kimberly, unfortunately, maybe is in a meeting. She probably has a very high profile, this was high a paying joke? job. Oh my God, no! Dave just wrote she's texted thirty eight times for the song, or is she just committed to the <laughs> to joke? To being funny, okay, she's committed, of course. And when it's a joke, we throw it out. Guys, you say it's a joke, but I'm telling you, you're about to hit that button. It's and a it joke. It is going to fill you with joy. It's not. No way. It isn't. I'm telling no. you, hey Bean, we've heard the song. I'm telling you though, but you haven't heard it in a while, and you're going to be amazed at how great it I'm still is. I'm not hitting it. Kimberly, I'm not from doing Van Nuys, it. I'm with you. It's not happening. Here's your Keep It 100 song, Owl City Fireflies. Hit it, Steve. Steve hates it, too. <laughs> Steve is throwing up his arms in protest. Take it away, Steve. Smash that Owl City button, Steve. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Because my dreams are bursting at the seams. There's no way I could hate that song more. Oh, There's no so way good. to hate that song more. Sounded so good. Jensen Kimberly. just texted, um, never been happier to be on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Because we just played Owl City for Keep It 100. <sighs> for Kimberly and Van Eyes, and she is awesome, and that was a great choice. And Kevin, you would not believe your eyes if 10 million fireflies lit up the oh, wall as I go straight to hell. That sounded so that good. That was horrible. Hey, uh, Allie. I don't care. I got, two, <laughs> I got two questions. I'm with Allie. <laughs> what chart position was Fireflies by Al City? Number one. <laughs> number one, that's your number one question. But I'm asking you, what chart position was that song? She's not answering. You know Co- why? Because that song blows. Correct. It was a Billboard number one song. Yes. The biggest song in the world. Thanks for calling. Back in what year? I don't. I don't care. She doesn't care. Two thousand eight. Two thousand nine. Uh, Who cares? Two thousand nine. Look, you need to be a hoot like Wait, nobody. 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 Stop. Hoot. Stop being hoot. <laughs> Stop it's saying it. Keep it I hate this contest or whatever we're doing. So there it is. Oh, um, I did point out. No Los Lobos, but he did play Al City. Oh. Kev Dog, it's on you. Yeah. Oh, but the, the Kevin's reaction and just the hatred for that song and Allie joining in just makes it so funny. But the true tragedy is that Allie was up for this veto thing and then Allie got the veto thrown on her. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Okay, moving on to the podcast roundup. Every week we like to go over all the podcasts in the Kevin and Bean creative universe. And a thing we do called the podcast roundup. This week's podcast roundup had some great great moments uh, like this he was talking about taco bell where he said they didn't use real meat they have some sort of powder meat Wait, can i what hold on what 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 was the place taco bell is it not taco bell no i just I, the way taco bell you put the emphasis on taco and it, it, <laughs> taco bell but you say taco bell oh do you say do you say taco bell yeah. And I say Taco Bell. That but. is a common conversation. Also, for me, Reese's and Reese's. I will punch you if you say fucking Reese's. Who says Reese's? <laughs> a lot of people. It's a thing in the South, and it's not, it makes no sense. Reese's Pieces. Reese's. Is that where Eddie gets it? Eddie, do you Eddie? Reese's? Not this Eddie, Eddie Pence. Oh. Does he say Reese's Pieces? Reese's I think so, Pieces? actually. I think that's yeah, the yeah, discussion. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the next topic on 
gave me a pamphlet on on the way out the door go this is the procedure he just gave, in case you want to he gave you what like a pamphlet like some some sheets of paper explaining the procedure with a diagram of the what, big, do, you, what do you call that again a pamphlet was a pamphlet pamphlet yes oh really yes pamphlet. It's not pamphlet it's not a pamphlet i've always called it a pamphlet <laughs> well fuck this changes everything so yeah these guys are professionals and oh. then ralph brought that back up a couple episodes later he gave me a pamphlet on on the way out the door go this is the procedure he gave you what like a pamphlet like some some sheets of paper explaining the procedure with a diagram of the what do you, what do you call that again a pamphlet the pamphlet pamphlet yes oh really it's pamphlet. Not a pamphlet. It's not a pamphlet. I've always called it a pamphlet. <laughs> no. Well, fuck, this changes everything. It does, but not really. Please continue. Well, now this is my entire life. It means nothing anymore. <laughs> I've called it a pamphlet my whole life. No, pamphlet. Pamphlet? Pam. That seems like you're saying it wrong. Pamphlet. Pamphlet. Yeah. That seems like you're saying it. It seems like you're saying it with a speech impediment. Nope. <laughs> seems like pamphlet with a speech impediment. Yes, they did a drunk Eddie's thoughts on his whole pamphlet, 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 back and forth. And in case if you're wondering um, what what the resolution for the Taco Bell thing was. Okay, now here's a, a dumb okay. question then, and I don't yeah. know the answer to this. Is one right and one wrong? No. So yeah, there, there was no one right or wrong. Just no. They they just did five minutes of Taco Taco Bell versus Taco Bell versus Taco Bell. And as someone that has had Taco Bell, I say all of it's wrong. Just no Taco Bell, please. None, none whatsoever. Oh, that reminds me. Do you remember when they did on the Kevin and Bean show words you have trouble saying? And one yeah. of those, yeah. it had the pH sound. Allie's was amphitheater. Yes. Yes, amphitheater. And she keeps and throwing then, an L in there. Yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend does the same thing. And then uh, Allie was talking about how she says both instead of both. Yes. She puts an L in the both. Yes. Both? Yeah. It's like a character from the Avengers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. moving on, let's, just, let's go deeper into a cup of tea in a chat or as it's now called, What's That Mystery Pain and Bowling Talk with Allie and Bean. They do a lot of bonus content. I think we haven't talked about a lot of the bonus content they do. They have a Patreon feed where they do pictures. They did a video of how Bean does his drops and how he basically records from a TV show, moves it into uh, an app that he'll go ahead and cut it and snip it. And he does all these steps to create these drops. He's got thousands of thousands and thousands of drops. And then they did the bonus episode, which last month we talked about a little bit with Brad Meltzer. But this month they did they did a whole episode devoted to the drops that Bean and Kevin and Bean did. They talked about all the Rodney drops, the beer mug interviews, Mr. Rogers, the Alley Moans, um, Cat's Mom, how they would always put in Cat's Mom and, and different things. They did Ray Hudson, um, the greatest soccer announcer ever. <laughs> and then uh, they did the Drop Wars montage, which was hilarious. 
Well, Bean goes into how in the old show, there was so many people talking. He had a chance to go, okay, let me find this drop. And he'd go clicking yeah. on his keyboard and uh, find just the perfect drop and put it in. Absolute pure genius. Fabulous. Stand up and applaud. This one is top of the charts. Ah, that is exquisite. That is orgasmic. Mozart like. It's just pure perfection. Beautiful. All the chemicals are bubbling and all the equation comes out right in the end. So I was going through some of the drops and stuff in the archive. Shout out to Stop Girl. And um, I found when they did one of the first top 10 drops in 2015. God rest ye merry gentlemen. What? Sort of a Christmassy type song. <laughs> it's none of those things, right? I don't know what the hell you're <laughs> even Christmas-y. talking about. It was right. Christmassy. Hey, uh, welcome to the Kevin Amicho. Andrew Siciliano from the NFL Network joins us coming up. This is uh, we're getting near the end of the year here on the Kevin Amicho Show, so we uh, we're doing what we do, which is kind of look back on the twelve months that just passed. We did the top ten uh, beer mug moments the mm-hmm. other day. Mm-hmm. We did the top ten Omar intros. Uh, we did the top ten moments with, also known as the Kevin Show. Oh, come on! <laughs> um, I think uh, I think tomorrow we're doing uh, top ten bean tweets of the year. Oh, oh my wow. dear lord! Really? And right now, this is one of my favorites. And it's funny that as we get close to the end of the year, I start getting emails from listeners with suggestions on what they would like to see on this list. Mm. It's something that we call drops or sound bites, those little audio clips that we play throughout the show that some listeners have developed a. a I think an unhealthy obsession with in some oh, cases. Oh, they've they have they an have, have they? I believe them. so. Yes, yeah. really. the man who speaks almost only through them now. Top ten drops of the year. Hit it, Steve. Audio clips that we play on the show. Which one will be on top? No one knows. Audio clips, also known as drops. Which one will have a shot? I want to give a, a special shout out to Kevin Bean Lister Katie, who I think, if I read her email correctly, is in some sort of like fantasy league where they bet or try to guess on where their favorite drops are going to end up in the year. It no sounds, one's doing that. It sounds very complicated. Zero people are yeah, doing that. No she, wagering going on. It's just not the thing. <laughs> she had an outstanding list, and it was very helpful when I was putting it together. All right, number uh, number 10 on the top drops of 2015. We go back to January as the Oscars were being announced. Oh. You may remember that there was a little mishap that day where somebody mispronounced a name and it led to a lot of fun at the time and a name that we've been able to keep alive. Maybe the most famous guy that you've never heard of, nominated for an Oscar as a result of him being called... Dick Poop. Dick Poop, ladies and gentlemen, is number 10 on our list of the top 10 drops of the year. Uh, Number 9 is one that we had had in the uh, archives for a long time but didn't discover it until 2015 and now I don't know how we lived without this especially when Ralph comes in with late breaking news during the show. beat. And now, breaking news, boom. Another one, another guy we just fell in love with. All right, uh, number eight on the list is, um, you know, it was hard to pick with all the great mad, uh, greatness that Rodney has given us this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've really had a lot of fun with Rodney. But of all the things he said that we fell in love with, I think this is the one that we found the most useful and the one that we played the most. Kevin, I've had it. <laughs> yeah, that did come in handy. That's for sure. And I think we, uh, I think we all know exactly where Rodney's coming from on that one. 
Got a little help with the phone number this year with this particular soundbite. This is at number seven this year. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. I love you. I sense that that one burned pretty fast for you, Ralph. Oh, yeah, I was I was good with that. <laughs> I think he was out after the first time. <laughs> but thank you, Doto, for helping out on the show this year. All right, number six was a tough one for me mm. because Ralph came up with a game called Kevin Mad Libs the News, and it created some real magic out of Kevin. I mm-hmm. think that's where Pink Fruit Mountain came from. Yeah, it did. Uh, seven Sundays in May. Yep. Uh, Pig's Feet Don't Lie. Sure. And I think my favorite of all of Kevin's answers is something that we turned into a soundbite that uh, we probably will use a lot in the in the months to come. And here it is. Taint Wars. I mean, uh, really, the fact that Taint yeah. Wars is a thing, <laughs> thanks to Kevin. It's not really a thing, no. It's pretty impressive. It has become a thing. It definitely has become a thing. This is Tops. All right, we're into number five. Allie, there were several from you that I, w- I were in very serious consideration mm. for top ten sound bites really? of the year. And I think the one that we uh, we chose, I think, represents the way your mind works when this is the question that even even comes to you. Well, that's all well and good, but what does Diplo think? <laughs> Still no idea where that came handy. from. I don't either. Yeah, I don't have any idea either. Odd. Yeah. Number four in our top ten sound bites of the year comes... This is Top Drops. Comes straight out of the news. I don't know how Donald Trump could not make an appearance, oh, but yeah. of course he did. He said a thing that we just can't get away from, and it is sit down. I oh. mean, really, how is that not number how one? Is that That's not number my one? favorite one. Sit down is pretty strong, right? By far, it's my favorite. How many times do you find that sit yourself saying that to somebody on the show? I say it to you almost yeah. uh, hourly. All right, now we're getting into the top three, and this was again very tough. And this, uh, this sit down. <laughs> At number three, this goes back to a little thing that was called uh, the Great Periscope Disaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And I don't know if you remember, but I was attempting to share with the listeners my secret recipe for chocolate milk with chocolate milk ice cubes. Mm-hmm. Right. Which? What's the secret recipe? That's not important now. The important thing is that <laughs> on Periscope, freeze chocolate milk. That's it. No, on I'm Periscope, like... I was trying to open up the 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 tray. Remember mm-hmm. to get the chocolate milk out, and the tray just fell apart in my hands, just shattered. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a terrible thing. And I just really reacted. Wasn't. Nat- and by a terrible thing, <laughs> you mean a minor thing that just didn't matter. Really. I just reacted naturally as any person nope. would, and said the thing <laughs> in my mind, and it was this at number three. Oh, no. This is a colossal disaster. <laughs> Which uh, I don't think was overstating it. Nope. De- define colossal disaster. I thought you know, that the was Challenger. Uh, <laughs> the shuttle exploding after uh, taking flight. That was a col- colossal disaster. My ice this cube was, tray fell yeah, apart, this Ralph. This frozen chocolate milk wouldn't come out of your ice cube tray. This is uh, our top ten favorite sound bites of the year on the Kevin and Bean Show for 2015. Oh, look, it's Allie again. What, uh-huh. are you kidding me with two in the top five? This is why you failed. Yeah. Well, that, that was Mini Yoda. That yeah, was in handy. Me. Sure. <laughs> was that the first impression you dropped on us? I believe it was. And the best. It's uh, still the best. It's real bad. Yeah. All right, you guys, have you given uh, given any thought or do you not care at all what number one might be? And we've heard some pretty good ones from the last calendar. Anything jump into mind that we might have missed that you think would be appropriate? Are there any more Rodney? Is it is he no, off the in my table? fantasy league, I really had all my money on uh, on sit down, but yeah. you know, I'm surprised. I don't know what to, to gather that the number one is. Sit down had a great year. I mean it did come I'm in. out of last man standing because of that. Oh, really come in at number four. Here it is. Um the number one this is the number one soundbite of 2015. You tell me if you disagree. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's been around for so long, I forgot it was this year. It was this year. Ralph, do you you remember how it happened? I don't. Um, I I forget the context. It was a showbiz story where some girl was doing something to some other girl that was catty. Said, like, totally threw some shade at that person. Said something, like, really kind of bitchy. Oh, I see. And And it was the Charlotte McKinney interview. (laughs) (laughs) Or or not. (laughs) All right, so... Which was it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my memory is that it was in the showbiz story. How did it come up with Charlotte McKinney? She was this, what, the Sports Illustrated? Uh, no, she, she was, she was, she was the, girl the, the Carl Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah, what happened was she was talking about how people were mean to her when she was a kid. <laughs> and then right. that was the sound you made. When, That's right. Yeah. And, I, and I think the, uh, the uh, attempt was that it was supposed to be, it, it was the catty noise is yeah. what it was. It was me yeah. trying, to, trying to be catty. So you could, but wait. To do, That's it. That's what you were trying to do? Yes. The caddy, the sound you make when someone's being caddy. And that was it? Yes. That's what came Can up. Can hear that again, please? That's please. what came up. Um, yeah, I no? Just, I guess I just, not. I just I had a failure. I just had a, Oh, here it is. Yeah. So this is... So you do the real noise. So he was trying to, to replicate... And instead it came out... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cat with a cleft palate. <laughs> this is Top Drops. The Top Drops of 2015. I, I I love all the Rodney clips in there, and I thought it yeah. was funny on the the bonus episode. Bean thought it was such a tribute to do all those drops for with Rodney. Mm-hmm. It was like you know it's paying tribute to him, and he was so surprised that Rodney hated them. Come on, Bean didn't really believe that, did he? I don't know. <laughs> time after time, yeah. Rodney said how much he hated him. Right. <laughs> and he's like, no, it was a tribute. Yeah, that was very funny. I thought of two more clips that are two more drops that are my favorite. One is, do you guys remember We've Got Snooky that Kevin said? No. That was like 2010. Uh-uh. And they would just randomly put it in like, we've got Snooky. And it was supposed to be like, <laughs> they were like, God damn it, Kevin. No, we don't. And he's like, oh, we don't. That was yeah. really random. But honestly, one of my top is what's happened. What's happened? That's yeah. like yes. way yes. up there on the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. list for me. Like, I could still listen to that today and just laugh and laugh and laugh. Yeah. And then, of course, Edwin's nope. Nope. Since I'm listening to 2010, uh, the Jersey Shore kids are all over that year. So it's so funny oh. to go back and think, those guys were a thing? So, yeah, right. Snooky. Every time I hear Snooky or, what was it, GTL, Jim Tan Laundry guy, what was that, the situation? I'm like, this was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, speaking of drops, I got a couple of my favorites. I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to do one from Bean, just because I like it. And then I'm going to do one that I sent into Bean. So I think one of my favorites was... The FBI! It's nonsensical. It's a non sequitur. I don't know why he found it, where he found it. It just always cracks me up that he's bringing Ed Wynn to 20... What was that, 2015, 16? Yeah, wasn't it a Christmas special or something? That was from a movie called That Darn Cat. It's a Disney movie. If you have Uh, Disney Plus, you can find it. And Ed Wynn was a very strange comedian from the old days. And to this day, if I hear a new story about the FBI, I got to say it like that. That's going to be great. This is one that I sent it to be. The thing is, back in the old days, kids, you couldn't just email things to Kevin and Bean. So I burned a CD of sound clips and I mailed it to K-Rock. Now, none of them got played. But anyway, this was the first one that I saved for Bean. Let this abomination unto the Lord begin. That's from Futurama. I thought, well, that's perfect for the opening montage. 
So I sent it into B and he never played it. Oh, well, that's life. Like 15 years later, in one of the opening montages, he played it. I'm like, he finally played the first clip I ever saved. Yay. Moving on to Janky Town. Let's move on to Janky Town first. Omar wasn't there last episode because the second dose of the vaccine took him out. He basically felt like crap, had a migraine, and you know, laid down for the whole day or two after the after the second dose of the vaccine, uh, which kind of tells me that Ali's tougher than Omar because she had no side effects <laughs> and just did the show the next day. Uh, they went into Triller. Have you guys heard of Triller? Nope. Triller is, and I don't, I didn't quite understand it, but it's basically where that guy Jake Paul is fighting people. He's like a YouTuber that yes. goes out there. Yes. It's basically the best way to describe it is the new celebrity boxing. It's just basically mm -hmm. a mess of a show where they have, you know, a bunch of musical performances, some celebrities fighting each other. And it was funny because they actually had a caller call in that paid for it. And they were just completely laughing at him the whole time. They just were like, you know, you paid $50 for this. And the guy, the guy had to admit, yeah, he wasted his money. Uh, then moving on to the Ralph report, they brought up Studio 54 and whether or not Ralph would survive Studio 54 if he was old enough to go. And the answer was no. <laughs> no. No. He would just have died. But they talk about the, the recall election uh, where Caitlyn Jenner is going to run for governor. This made me think of how the last recall election with uh, with Brie Davis, I found a, an old clip of them talking about that recall election. I imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger hates anything that has to do with being weak or powerless, huh, Arnold? Uh, absolutely. You should be strong and muscular. Yeah, that's what you talk about, ah, right? And that's hot. <laughs> you know, they'll list anybody run for governor of the state of California. Yeah, that's pretty much true. It's unbelievable the people that had run for that office. You know, what's funny, though, is that there are two different groups now that are that are recognized. There's the real group, and that's the one you're in, and then there's the comedy group. You have moved from the comedy group to the actual real group. I know, it's incredible. I can't believe it myself that people <laughs> take me seriously now. Now, last night there was a debate slash game show on the game show network amongst... Uh, I could not believe this. They had all these uh, the porn stars and the midget black people and all these things. That's right, yeah. Now, Arnold, were you invited to participate in this and chose not to, or no, did they of not? Course, e of course, they wanted me to come, but I was at the Super Bowl of debates. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I don't need uh, uh, the, the, the game show channel and all these things. I just need to be out there telling the people how I'm going to change everything, and I'm the best man, and they should vote for me, and I'm good. I got you. <laughs> what, about, what about Gray Davis, who everywhere he goes, these past few days has been saying that you really ought to be debating him to talk about your, your separate uh, visions of the state of California's future. Ah, too late now, Gray Davis. Ha! <laughs> Let's get you some... had your opportunity. Now uh, it's over. I don't want to hear, frankly, n nothing personal. I don't want to hear from you anymore, and I don't want to hear from Gray Davis anymore. I want to hear from Gary Coleman. Well, you should have watched the show last night. I couldn't believe it. I was watching it. They had the, the opening statements. They were allowed to say whatever they wanted for 20 seconds. Right. Each of the candidates. Mm -hmm. They had six of the, the laughable candidates on that show. Right. And here's Gary Coldman. Gary, you have 20 seconds beginning now. It doesn't matter that my job is to entertain. What does matter to everyone is stopping California's money and jobs from going down the drain. Gray Davis has committed wrongs. The proof is 134 different candidates with 134 different dances and songs. Nice. Mm. Wow. Nice. Mm. 
There's the new whitest black man in America right there. First of all, when is the last time he entertained anybody? <laughs> yes, it's an excellent if point. If you don't count different stroke reruns, when is his job actually to entertain anybody and all these things? If you remember that old, that time back in the early 2000s, it basically turned into a circus, and it's kind of going to turn into that circus again. They had Gary Coleman running. They had some porn star, Mary Carey, running. They had... Um, was the hustler CEO guy? Edwin, I know you know this one. Larry the, Flint. The guy yeah, that ran Flint. Hustler. Larry Flint running. Again, we're in for another circus. And that's what uh, that's what Ralph was talking about uh, with his uh, take on the governor's recall. Uh, then they went into the Zoo of Terror, which is also something they talked about on Ali, on Cup of Tea in a chat, um, which was the birds going into that house in Torrance. Yes. So I don't know if anybody, if you've seen this clip, but a whole flock of uh, birds just flew down the chimney into this house and just overtook this house like a thousand birds was was in this house and there was poop everywhere there was uh they just basically chased everybody out yeah sally's nightmare isn't it yeah yeah out yeah it's sally's nightmare i want to know whether it's a, a bigger nightmare to have these birds come in your house or the sewer rat come out of your toilet Ugh. but well, at least it was only one rat. What did <laughs> right. they say? It was 800 birds? Yeah. Yeah, over 800, yeah. And the the family got moved to a hotel, and the dad was just there rounding up all the birds, throwing them out. I, I don't know. It, yeah, no. it sounded like a total nightmare. Yeah. I think they did that show on, what, Ralph? They did it on Bean and Alley. I think they might have done it on, I was going to say great news, but that wasn't really great news for those people. Yeah, I, I saw that story no. all over this week. Yeah, yeah, they and the, the funny thing was Ralph thought it was so horrible, but they were hang, hanging from the, the ceiling like bats. So I would think Ralph would be like, you know what, this feels like I'm in the Bat Cave for real. Ah. You know, <laughs> right? feel like he's he's actually Batman. Moving on, I want to bring in Hollywood Babylon and Cape Commentaries. Basically, uh, Great News only had one show this week, so I wanted to fill in the slot just a little bit with some. Some things, and so I listened into Cape Commentaries from April twenty third, uh, and they did the episode where Vincent Price played Egghead, and it starts off really funny because Kevin Smith has a question about Ralph's authority on and knowledge on uh, Batman sixty six. Ralph Garman, the expert on all things Batman sixty six. Do you think there's anybody left in this world knows more about this show than you? You'd be surprised because I uh, I travel in those circles. There are much more hardcore fans of this show than even me. The fuck? It's true. And so what makes one more hardcore? They only fuck as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas you're like, look, I, I'm still Ralph when I do that. I, I still, my bedroom is is still my own. So yeah, they, they talked about how Ralph is one of the better experts on the show. And even though other people have written books and Ralph says that they know more than him, he, he does uh, acknowledge that he's the only one that actually had a personal relationship with Adam West. So he talks about how he helped Adam West get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and how they did the memorial service for him. And so he was real close to Adam West, which is just really awesome because he was such a childhood fan of his. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever listen to those episodes on Hollywood Babylon, what Ralph knows about the old show is just amazing. They'll say, the car will drive down the street and they'll say, oh yeah, that's the 20th Century Fox building. 
and then they'll cut oh yeah well now they're driving by hollywood canyon and they shot star trek there just the stuff he knows will blow your mind yeah it's really incredible i mean ralph is just such a wealth of knowledge on on the subject yeah and then kevin smith goes into this movie on netflix called a bad trip that's directed by someone that he directed in the movie dogma and it calls him to question his career choices and what he's doing now like god why do i bother trying to make comedy anymore look look how high the bar is man these two dudes got their dicks in a fucking chinese finger cuffs running around <laughs> asking people to separate them it's like how am i supposed to compete with that man that's like, pretty that's strong fucking incredible so, yeah shit. In, this is basically a movie kind of like borat where they put themselves out in the public and it's scripted but it's kind of like a prank show almost he just laughed so hard at this clip but to me i was thinking isn't that a kevin smith joke that's just a takeoff on a the whole Kevin Smith finger cuffs from chasing Amy. My thought is, is that the director and the writer were are Kevin Smith's fans. They're basically kind of, I don't know, Kevin Smith shouldn't feel so hard on himself because they're taking <laughs> his ideas and expanding on them. Right, uh, yeah. That was my thought. All right, moving on to great news. Like I said, great news only had one episode. They talked about how Mike accidentally sent pictures to Olivia Munn. Instead of going out to his friends that he wants to torment, he sent it to a female celebrity. And Olivia Munn handled it really well. She never brought it up again and just made him wonder for the rest of his life eternally whether she ever got those and if she thinks he's a creep. Uh, and then they talked about this dog that jumped in a woman's car. He basically, it was raining. She went outside to like fiddle with her wiper and this dog jumped in her car. The dog basically made her take him home. All right, you guys. Here is cute Chunkers mixed up in Ty again. I found out his name is Cole. Hi, Cole. Yeah, hi. This is his house. I took him to the right place. I just I talked to his Cole owner. Likes it his house. It's the son's girlfriend. She's nice, nice, nice lady. Um, she actually reached out to me on TikTok. I was like, hey, that's my boyfriend's dog. And it's so crazy now he's famous and we've been in contact and she sends me picture updates of him and stuff now we're facebook friends and we're instagram friends it's been pretty cool so i gained some new friends in the whole process plus a new fur friend so that's always cool <laughs> how great is that that's the way to start a day no cat does that it doesn't happen you understand <laughs> it's never happened once <laughs> and if it has they swipe at you it got in your car and it's like, this is my car. And then when you go to get in your driver's seat, it swipes at you. So they talked about, they turned it into basically cats or dicks. But I thought that was a dick move by the dog. If somebody jumps in your car and makes you take them home, you'd call the cops. Yeah, on um, <clears throat> Cupertino Chat, episode 83, they were talking about Allie getting her chair reupholstered. I guess she has a really nice chair. And she met a listener to the podcast that does reupholstery. But as usual, things kind of went down a different road when they started talking about this. Packed up the car like we were going on a trip. We were going down a Washington Boulevard. You're not the Beverly um, Hillbillies. You're just running an errand, Allie. That's all that's happening. Actually, if you saw my chair, we are the Beverly Hillbillies. By the way, a Beverly so, Hillbillies, a Sanford and Son, and a yeah. Lily Tomlin on Laugh-In reference all in the we're first 10 minutes it. of the show. We, we know our audience, man. It. 
So once again, Ali and Beam with the old timey references, even worse than us. Just for educational purposes, I looked up the shows they mentioned. Sanford and Son started in 72. Mm -hmm. FN started in 67. Mm -hmm. But Bean takes the cake. The Beverly Hillbillies started in 1962. So good job, Bean. <laughs> All of those are shows I watched as a kid in reruns. Yeah, I'm me too. You, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, I was but, old. Mm -hmm. I, I was a little old kid going, let's watch Casablanca and, and stuff. And the Beverly Hillbilly shirt. And the Beverly yeah. Hillbillies. But hey, but if when you're he talking said, about a show that was filmed in black and white, that's an old dang show, Bean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there was some episodes that were in color. Yeah, later on, sure. Yeah. I but when they brought up Beverly Hillbillies, I pictured Allie sitting on top of the car in the old right. chair. <laughs> okay, we're doing the week that was April 26 to 30 from 2010. Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. This week started off, everybody was really sick, except Kev Dog. Remember, he was partying like a rock star the week before. So he might have been in a coma. He might have been exhausted and dehydrated. But anyway, or he could have been on vacation, too. So anyway, let's hear how the show started. All right, party people, it is Monday on the Kevin and Bean Show. Oh. Sick Ward A, Ralph Garman. Be careful. What the hell's today. going on with you people? Everyone's uh, coming back, bringing their disease. So that was Bean. He didn't sound too good. However, being sick didn't affect Lisa that badly, I don't think. Yeah. Should I pull a bean and just wear it to my shoulders? Yeah. And Say that you're working on something. Look like creepy Beethoven. <laughs> you have a goal. Hey, what happened to your voice, by the way? What? It's not better? <laughs> oh, Lisa. Really? It's worse? Wow. It may be worse. I, uh, I feel I, better. My voice is worse. No, it's spectacular. It's sexy, been, right? It is kind of sexy. In, <laughs> in a, a smoking, drinking, old lady kind of used to have sex way. In a sort of hospice way. It is very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> to me, Lisa still sounds good no matter what. So that's how the show starts off. Now, they did one of my favorite things, which is, I don't know how they found this, but they found old tape of Lisa doing Magic FM. So you heard old lady Lisa's voice. Let's hear her in her younger days. 94.3, it's KMGX Magic FM, the station everybody can agree on. Good morning, Lisa May here with you. I'll be here right up until 3 o'clock playing all your favorites. So be sure to keep it here at Magic FM. So they found some old tape of Lisa, but so I always love this because they would do it to everybody. They did it to Kevin, they did it to Bean, Lisa, Ralph. So they were equal opportunity offenders when it came to that. Yep, so yep. then they played a little bit more. 94.3, it's KMGX Magic FM, the station that's growing faster than ever. And that, of course, is thanks to you and your friends. <laughs> Lisa May here, it's been awfully nice. Uh, I will be out of here at 3 o'clock. And, of course, Bob Taylor comes in, so watch out. Oh. He'll be taking you through right till 7. So have a great afternoon and watch keep it out. here at Magic FM. Bob Taylor's coming in, so watch <laughs> out. Because you have no idea what Bob is capable of. <laughs> oh, I love that. I mean, they picked the right person. Lisa's got that really friendly voice, and she's a friendly person. So if that's what Magic FM was going for, they did get the right person. They had the director, the writer-director of Sharktopus on. This is the next step in Ralph's bid to be on Sharktopus. If I'm not mistaken, you're already done with principal photography on this, right? Uh, yeah, I'm done with principal photography, but we have a little second unit thing coming up. And, uh, you know, I was so impressed, Ralph, with your... Um your uh, My audition reel your audition the narwhal the sound effects <laughs> you yeah know. I, I for those of you who don't remember i did a, a short audition scene 
where I played uh, a character of my own creation named Achilles Hardigan, Achilles Hardigan, <laughs> who was a, an oceanographer slash former Navy SEAL. Uh, who uh, went, set out to capture the shark to post abo- aboard his research vessel, the Narwhal? <laughs> and and you know the the damn you shark to puss that you. I mean, I felt I, your sonorous tone. You know, came right through the radio waves. You know, just why not go ahead and put Ralph in the movie? Yeah. Yes. Oh, why that's not? what I'm talking so about. So you you think you got a little something for me? Uh, you play a a a, a DJ <laughs> who's been kicked out of the United States for various nefarious. Things. Right. Well, that's very close to happening, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then what's my involvement with the Sharktopus? Uh, well, you're down there in, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, playing spinning records for the spring break kids. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, y- you know, you, you get on to the Sharktopus story, and that's that's all I can legally say. At oh. this point. Sure, oh, we don't want to give it away. So they were done with photography, with principal photography. But their director came on and said, yeah, we're going to make something with you anyway and put it in the movie. And if you remember, that's what happened. That was Ralph's character. He was a DJ on a party boat in Mexico. So that is so funny that it had happened just like that. And as a matter of fact, by the end of that day, they emailed Ralph the script. And so he was taunting Kevin and Bean. I got the script right now. I'm going to be in it. But he wouldn't tell him anything. Oh, nice. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So... What's the, there's a word saying that you can speak things into being. So Ralph did. He spoke himself on Sharktopus into being. A couple of uh, celebrity <laughs> birthdays that week. One was Casey Kasem. Do you guys know that name? I think Lindsay won't because she's too young. So he was a very famous DJ. We probably know him better. He was the voice of Shaggy on Scooby-Doo. Kevin and Bean became fascinated because they found some outtakes from the old days from his Top 40 show. And they used to play this all the time. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. It's not happening. <laughs> <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but God damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Is Don on the phone? <laughs> That's where they got the, is Don on the phone? So when they would screw up, they would play that clip a lot. I think we need to start doing that. Where's Don? He's not helping me today. That's for damn sure. That's right. <laughs> Another celebrity birthday was Daniel Day-Lewis. He had just won an Oscar from There Will Be Blood. And there's a fascinating story. Psycho Mike was doing a Sunday shift during the Oscars while the Oscars are being televised. So Rodney comes in to do his late night shift after that. And he says, can you put the Oscars on? Which is weird because Mike's doing his show and Rodney comes into the studio for some reason, starts messing around with CDs and stuff. But anyway, you know, Mike, he's always looking for a way to get Rodney to talk. And so he asked him about the Oscars. Have you seen There Will Be Blood? No, I haven't. There's a, the catchphrase in There Will Be Blood is, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> let, me hear you, let me hear your rendition. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> that was yes. the best right. ever. <laughs> Fantastic. Drink your milkshake. Come on. He gave it his all, he too. Did. He so, did. So that's how they got that clip. Psycho Mike was in the studio, and he kind of set Rodney up. Thank you, Psycho Mike, is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for the flashback, flashback lunch. What do we call him? Mm-hmm. The week that was. Flashback. Eddie. Week that was. <laughs> Eddie 
see so how many back different to the things you're forgetting. This is your segment. <laughs> it fits uh, with our brand, doesn't it? If you are just on the Kevin train, just down the hill with the snowball and the icicle and whatever else Bean is saying, I, I am, I'm so into it. I am it. on a sled ride to Christmas. You're exactly this, right. This is, it's getting worse. I told you I wanted to be the Kevin that parties with Victoria's Secret models, but I'm the Kevin that can't speak the English language. What happened? All right. So... Uh, this is our episode this week. Thank you all for listening to Quitters Never Give Up. And next episode, we have the great Ralph Garman as our guest. So make sure you tune in.